Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cool Zone Media. There is America, hit by God in one of its softest spots. Its greatest buildings were destroyed. Thank God for that. There is America, full of fear from its north to its south, from its west to its east. Thank God for that. What America is tasting now is something insignificant to what we have tasted for scores of years. Our nation has been tasting this humiliation and this degradation for more than 80 years. Its sons are killed, its blood is shed, its sanctuaries are attacked, and no one hears and no one heeds. Those words, written by Osama bin Laden in October 7th, 2001, were part of his first statement issued after the 9-11 attacks. Um, You might notice a few things about that. One is, of course, the glorying over the deaths of several thousand people. And another is that when it comes to his analysis of the cultural and psychological impact of 9-11 on the United States, he was more or less right. This is It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart and nothing better embodies the slow, sometimes rapid collapse of the United States uh, as our reaction to 9-11 and our continuing responses to it. And so today I've got in the studio, we don't actually have a studio, uh, I've got Mia, I've got James, and I've got Garrison. And we're going to talk about something you've probably encountered, which is that a letter to America written by Osama bin Laden, which is a, a different piece from the one I started this reading, but written along broadly similar lines, has started to go viral on TikTok. Uh, and if you've seen the reactions to it, it's a mix of uh, a bunch of you know younger people on TikTok reading this letter for the first time where bin Laden explains why he did, he believed 9-11 to be justified and going, wow, he has a point. Some of them saying stuff that's more unhinged than that even. And then you've got this chorus of responses from both kind of centrist you know, uh, media figures, uh, cultural commentators, pundits, and of course, right-wing shitheads who are all making this out to be the left loves Osama bin Laden. Um, we're going to get into kind of where the truth lies in this and also what is in the letter to America. But yeah, w- welcome welcome to the pod, everyone. 
Thanks, Robert. Mm-hmm. Horrible to be here. Yeah. How did you how did you all hear about this this new fun trend on the internet? <laughs> I I returned from uh spending my evening volunteering uh at the border in Hakumba uh to find a, a dearth of messages uh about about uh, an Osama bin Laden letter or the speech that you just read mm-hmm. that I've assigned for probably a decade to undergraduates yeah. uh, without anyone losing their mind. And yeah, extremely confusing vibes for me. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first time I heard about it was the first post that I saw was it was only about a million views. It wasn't even that viral, which I guess might be true because TikTok is nuts. But yeah, I think it I don't know. Like I first ran into it on Twitter and I think by the time it hit Twitter, everyone yeah. was just sort of in about 18 directions, completely losing their minds, which is just yeah. what that site is yes. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Probably a couple yeah. of videos of people dying just that seems to pop up every time something yeah. gets discussed on Twitter now. I think that's an accurate description of kind of the fallout too. And as we're writing the or as we're recording this, uh, the, most of these original TikTok videos people seem to be reading off of the Guardian's copy of uh, Letter to America, which was, mm-hmm. I guess, the most easy to Google prior to. I think it was yeah. just the easiest to Google when this all started rolling. Mm-hmm. The Guardian took that down because they didn't want people reading it outside of the context of the article it's in. This was a horrible mistake. I have found a yes. number of comments being like, this is them. They're trying to stop you from reading bin Laden's words. We're all going to yeah. be on a watch list. They can't arrest all of us. <laughs> you can you can still yeah, yeah. access yeah. the letter yeah. to America. Um, also, it's on, the, uh, <laughs> the sentiment that you can't arrest all of us suggests that many of these people were not alive in the immediate <laughs> aftermath of 9-11 oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. is certainly true. they will yeah. fucking try <laughs> yeah, they did, they did yeah, try yeah, um, yeah. just to be very clear you can still read this whole letter to yourself and so can everyone else it's on Wikisource. if you just google bin laden letter to america it will bring up the wikipedia page that talks about this this letter and its context and that will also give you a link at somewhere at the bottom to the wiki source that's just the unedited translation of the letter to the american people so it, it it is not like the Guardian's move was bad because of they call it the Streisand principle, right? That if yeah. you like try to hide something from people on the internet, it just it just makes the problem worse. You never do what the Guardian did. It's very dumb. Yeah, um, it was extraordinary. Well, the Guardian, naive. of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are we expecting? Yeah, yeah. reasonable yeah, actions. Yeah, surprised it didn't. Turf uh, colony. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, they could have blamed trans people. I'm surprised they didn't get one of yeah. those in there. Uh, they've been everyone's been trying to pivot very quickly to this. So obviously, you know, my, my like James, my opinions on this are kind of complex. On, on one hand, I am not an Osama bin Laden fan. He was Shocking. a bad person. Uh, he was a terrible person. Um, and he did a lot of damage, not just to the United States. Um, that said, I've also long been an advocate for like, he's probably going to go down as one of the most effective and intelligent military strategic minds of the 21st century. Um, The September 11th attacks worked in large part, right? Because of how we reacted, because of the amount of money that we spent, the amount of people that we killed, the amount of anger that we engendered against the West, um, and the amount of damage that we did to our own society. A lot of the fallout that we're seeing and all these you know, right-wing street gangs and shit, a lot of it traces back to fallout from uh, the wars that were started by the Bush administration after September 11th. So, and that was that was part of the stated goal, right? That was one of the things he was looking to provoke a reaction. So I'm I'm both like glad. Hopefully, some people are going to come away from this 
with a more nuanced understanding of the guy. And when I say nuanced, I don't mean in a moral sense because it's bad to kill thousands of random people. But in the sense of like, oh, this was not, I I think I need to play something for you guys. Because like as a 9-11, like I was like nine or 10 when it happened. So I remember it all very well. And I remember the reaction to it. And I remember the propaganda we encountered. And there's this thing that you will find written about fascists pretty regularly, which is that the they both need an all-powerful enemy, but they also need an enemy that's like fundamentally free of virtue and intelligence and skill are virtues. So both in the wake of 9-11, you got this sort of Al-Qaeda and you know larger sort of Islamist movements were considered this nefarious force, as they are now in the wake of the attacks by Hamas, right? This nefarious force that is capable of infiltrating the U.S. border and seeking terrorist cells into the United States to hit anybody. And at the same time, they're like primitive idiots who are bigots against who are, you know, they hate women and all this stuff, right? Like you can't you can't see them as capable or intelligent because then that would that would be to give them a virtue that you reserve for yourself. Anyway, I think a good example of that is this parody song by John Valby that I encountered in a Napster download when I was a child. And did not uh, see it's Oben Laden. Um, oh, it's the other one. Okay, okay. Yeah, this one's bad, folks. You're going to hear something offensive. I'm playing it now um, because, number one, I think it's something people should remember or know, but also because we're about to place these TikTok responses to this Bin Laden video and read some comments of people who are very taken by it. And I want to set up what the pre-existing image of Bin Laden was in our culture kind of prior to this reappraisal of him, um, because I think that is important. Um, but this is unhinged, so and and it's pretty offensive. So just be aware, people. I'm about to play it now. Can't wait. Oh yeah, no, you're gonna have. All right, can you see yeah. the the giant Confederate <laughs> flag? Yeah. Exactly. So this is from a John Valby <laughs> album. I think it was called God. "Real Woman Do Play in Mud Puddles." I don't know. Maybe uh, not. Yeah. That may just be a random image. I did not check. But there's just like describe there, this. Robert. There's the General Lee as a mudding truck with a giant <laughs> Confederate flag behind it, and then with the Confederate flag like colors the text real women do play in mud puddles <laughs> then it it's says southern girl southern the, girl on the southern. on the windshield of the truck yeah, yeah. so yeah. i'm gonna start playing this song i'm not gonna play yeah. all of it but this should set up for you kind of what the acceptable discourse yeah. on bin laden was right mm. after 9 11 hey. well we come from alabama but we're in afghanistan Navy SEALs and Green Berets hunting for a man. They say he has a bearded face, a diaper on his head. I heard we won't be coming home until that fucker's dead. Oh, Bin Laden, no, don't you die too quick. I've come to fuck your fanny with some anthrax on my dick. So, had you guys heard that before? <laughs> No, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Wow. Yeah. See, this is the uh, the part of America that I I missed growing up abroad and yeah. will never fully understand. Now we freezed about a thirty seconds into that minute and thirty second song, but it was like playing random clips of art to go along with the music. And yeah. the one we paused on was Homer Simpson with an American flag behind him, outlined in red, uh, with a a. a a pistol in his hands aimed at a bug-eyed Osama bin Laden. So great (laughs) nuanced discourse here. So, so many memories. Like, I don't know what it was. People loved that like bug-eyed bin Laden thing. This is like, like everyone 
I, I don't I th- know why. I, I, no, I like- think I know well. I'm pretty sure I know why, which is that so one of the most popular pieces of like media, popular media in response to the 9-11 attacks was an episode of South Park that came out literally like a week or two after the attacks, which basically up until fairly recently, TV was always made on a significant delay. So there were no shows on air that could pivot to comment on something really quickly. The West Wing managed to kind of, but it was like a dog shit episode. But the South Park guys really pivoted and they put out this episode that was basically like a Bugs Bunny cartoon with Cartman as Bugs Bunny and Osama bin Laden as Elmer Fudd, right? And there were a bunch of like scenes of him like bug eyes bugging out when like shit would happen. And it was it was weird because like the I think the most people who watched it, including myself, took it in the same manner of that song as like, yeah, fuck these guys, these like, you know, in, in ways that were pretty bigoted. Um, there was also like the episode opened with an extended bit of kids in Afghanistan with everything around them and all the adults getting murdered by U.S. airplanes for no seeming reason. Um, which was like part of the, anyway, whatever. I, I think, uh, one of the, like what we're seeing in some of like why young people are reacting to this letter by bin Laden so strongly is they've never really gotten to appraise the guy objectively. Um, and I, I'm not saying that that's uh, happening across the board now, but I don't think the reactions are nearly as unreasonable as they're being painted. Yeah, he kind of existed as an avatar of evil and like with zero nuance or complexity, just like yeah. a satanic sort of totem in American yeah. culture. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I've always assigned it. Just like I think it, it, it behooves us to understand. Not, yeah, not- I, I agree entirely. So I went through and I looked at some of the TikToks being made about this. And first off, um, TikTok does seem to have taken some action to try to stop this. I don't think it's going to work either. But like when I typed in letter to America recently, um, the text I got on TikTok was this phrase may be associated with behavior or content that violates our guidelines, promoting a safe, positive experience is TikTok's top priority. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you can still find shit by like typing in bin Laden, but it's it's not as much shit is findable right now. So mm-hmm. worth noting. One of the first things I came across that was interesting is like, so there's this trend on TikTok. If you're not a TikToker, <laughs> one sec, reading. I'm going to play. What, what, one of the things people the do on TikTok, there's a lot of AI videos where either the text will be read by AI with like images and video clips on screen, or you'll some some there's some creepy instances of people just generating AI faces, sometimes of like actual murderers and criminals to talk about the shit they did. It's really weird. But one of the top videos I found on this uh, from about a little less than a day ago um, is just the entire text of bin Laden's letter to America being read uh, by uh, an AI. And it it sounds weird. I'm going to just let everyone get a listen to this. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Permission to fight against disbelievers is given to those believers who are fought against because they have been wronged and surely Allah is able to give them believers victory. I think it misses some of the some of the stirring context. Of the <laughs> yeah, original. yeah, great rhetorical <laughs> um, delivery. No, but you, you get the responses of this, and like one of my favorite ones that I've got on the screen is is Chikis Fressa saying, "Y'all are gonna hate me, but he kind of ate." And then the first response is, "No crumbs." Which Garrison, as our Gen Z consultant, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that means like I agree, basically. You know, it's it's hard <laughs> to say. <laughs> oh, you're 21 now. You're out yeah, of touch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their first feeling old moment uh, captured live. I. <laughs> 
I yeah, I, I I think that means he like ate everything and there's like no crumbs left. Yeah, no cr- Oh, okay, that's that's okay, good. Very yeah. literal. Yeah. I I, L- I think I think that's what it mm-hmm. means, but again, this is this is very <laughs> Very, very particular kind of culture we're studying we're really, here. It's we're so, on the yeah. bleeding edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last, uh, the comment following that is bizarre. Trump like, isn't a good person either. The gay people have nothing to do with me. This does not say vote for Trump. I think you can't read. See, I, I this is, you know, it's, yeah. it's, and, and that's, that's the OP good. responding to no crumbs. So I don't know what's missing here. It's really, yeah. it's really hard to tell. Um, yeah, I, I think these people may be uh, in a parallel reality. I don't think really anyone who's participating in this trend is is very intelligent. Um, or has or has very good media literacy, yeah. um, or has has really looked into like American imperialism very much. Um, no, but we will we will we will get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. So the next comment is so much truth coming out this season, and then I appreciated this from Walker. <laughs> uh, he lost me at the end. He being Bin Laden with the religiously charged homophobia, but that left out. He was right about everything else. Justified and well said. See. So. And- <laughs> The voice of reason. The voice yeah, of reason. Well, but also, <laughs> also now we'll get through it. There's uh, a few more problems with the letter than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm yes. sorry. Doing, doing like uh, yeah, doing mm. 9/11, but with a pride yeah. flag is yeah perfect. And I have you, no notes. Yeah, you, you can't you can't remove those things from the rest of the letter and the action because no. they actually do create a, no. a complete no. whole. You can't actually pick and choose little parts that you want. It's, yeah. it's 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 like trying to pick and choose parts of QAnon. You're like, yeah. well, actually, yeah. there are rich people who are pedophiles. You're like, well, yeah, yes, yeah, but yeah. you can't like, you can't. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, that's not yeah. giving QAnon the benefit here. This is yeah. th- th- these are totally different things. And yeah. it, the thing that I think people should be doing, just so we're clear on like my stance here, is seeing Bin Laden as uh, an incisive and intelligent actor who had a significant degree of understanding of this country and its culture. And the terrible things that he did were as effective as they were because he understood things about us that we should understand about us, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you are not going to be able to successfully act within this culture to improve things and reduce harms. Um, you need to understand why what he did worked as well as it did. And you need to understand what he knew about us because it's pretty useful stuff to understand. That is different from saying that what he like, you don't have to view it as the truth, right? Because it's it's it it's not like the truth in any moral sense, but it's the truth in that like if you if you read some of Hitler's writings on democracy, Hitler accurately understood the vulnerabilities of a democratic system and how to exploit them. You should understand mm-hmm. that. You're not saying, wow, he was spitting truth. You're just saying, <laughs> yeah, well, like, some people are, Robert. That is a problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people, in fact, uh, are. Um, do you know who else is spitting truth, Robert? Our advertisers? Yes. That is uh, right. And we are, are we sponsored by the new print edition of Mein Kampf say. at this point? No, we are sponsored by uh, Al-Baghdadi. He's still mm-hmm. alive, folks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Pouring one out for that. I don't know. I don't know. Here's Here's the ads. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Okay, so we're back. I'm going to play another one of these one of these Zoomer Bin Laden loving videos for you. Well, no, you're not. No, I'm not. Lots of these videos have also been taken down recently. Yeah, I, oh, oh right. yeah, they they they, they trimmed that globalists. thing quick. Yeah. Wow. I thought this yes. one was interesting because it was someone who was like really pro Bin Laden being like, yeah, you know, he was completely right about everything. What a genius. See uh, I archived. love him. But all of the comments were people being like, that's fucking kind of crazy to say, bro. Like, like yeah, what's yeah, wrong with yeah, you? Yeah. yeah, let's take a step yeah. back. Yeah. The, the thing this reminds me of is this, this is a phenomenon I've run into with American Maoists. Yeah. Where like, okay, they'll read Mao, they'll read Mao saying something that is, you know, perfectly reasonable. Like, you yeah. should not talk about something unless you've researched it first. Yeah. Now, any normal person has heard this when they were like two. Yeah. But these people apparently have never heard this and they run into it through Mao and they're like, yeah. holy shit, Mao yeah. is like the greatest living yeah. theorist. What a like, brilliant thinker. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> you guys need Bin Laden to tell you the U.S. sucks? Like, yeah. really? Well, no. Yes, people do because they get dog uh, yes. shit history education uh, yeah, in high school. Yeah, their because their education of 9-11 was the video I started this episode with. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, like, it's like we, just, we failed as a country, like, just mm -hmm. completely. No, I seriously, like, I, like a, a fucking, like, horse that I will whipped till it's dead is that like in 2016 there was this huge thing about we need to teach history properly and media literacy right after donald trump got elected because a lot of people didn't know what the fuck was going on we just and then we just stopped and everyone was like nah fuck it why not we'll just keep doing stem 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 and then like like teaching undergraduates often like intro courses for years it's become very clear that we are completely failing in the united states to educate people or equip them with any understanding of American history. And no. so they just get propaganda. 
This is a big part of why I focus on crypto so much, because James, that is exactly where crypto comes from, is we we learned a lot of STEM shit, but we never learned any humanities or anything. Mm -hmm. So you get people saying stuff like, well, the underlying technology behind crypto is so impressive. And it's like, no, it's you can't point to a single useful piece of work it's ever done. You just find it impressive because there's a lot of complex math problems. And that's, yeah. what, you, that's what you value. Like, yes, it's the yeah, result of that is yeah. the yardstick of academic yeah. achievement or intelligence. Yeah. It, anyway, speaking of people who are less intelligent than a yardstick, it's not exactly what you said, James. But I also <laughs> wanted to play, here's a right-wing influencer who's yeah, collected I, a bunch of these videos. I hadn't run into this guy before, but oh no, did they drop him too? Are they just purging everything? Uh, yeah, no, so TikTok has been removing all of this, all almost all of the videos associated with this trend. You can, you can find... Um, the compilations on Twitter are really some of the only yeah. ways that these videos are still alive. Yeah, and this uh, was a right back. wing guy. This was a right wing guy making fun of it. But man, that's interesting because this was like I found this five minutes ago. So I mean, I th I think this is the thing that like it's really hard to talk about this without it being an in, like an insane right wing thing. But TikTok is really Americans' only encounter with the way that Chinese style censorship works, which is they take a giant hammer and they just like hit things with it. Yeah. As, as opposed like it's not it's not like targeted it's like like we found everyone who said the word bin laden yeah. and we banned it right everything like, associated with the trend yeah. like yeah, yeah you know like, like and this is this is the way that like censorship stuff tends to work in china because it's kind of easy to do yeah. and it covers your ass <laughs> and so now americans are like <laughs> yeah, experiencing yeah, yeah. this I'm, I'm sorry i'm just enjoying seeing what roberts have suggested for other tiktoks he might like uh, oh yeah thank goodness for the showers top shelf products uh, <laughs> yeah hashtag yeah. hair talk yep uh, i uh i I'm, I'm a big fan of hair i think it's because of this person ear 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 earth mother earth, earth, earth mother. mother okay earth, earth, mother. Mo earth mother basically yeah um who actually i brought her up specifically because she was an example of like I, the, the the way this is getting portrayed in kind of like particularly like Twitter and more mainstream sort of descriptions of it is like all of these Gen Zers are full throat for Osama. They've all gone crazy. And you can certainly find no shortage of those videos. I found a bunch of other videos that are more critical. It is difficult for me to tell what the preponderance of is because yeah. there's not – no one's basing what they're saying on a sentiment analysis. They're basing it on what their – timelines forwarded them based yeah, on their yeah. past shit when they typed letter to America or whatever into Twitter or into um, TikTok. Yeah. But like I ran into this lady's video and like, so not plenty of these are, and I found others like this. Plenty of these are like a little more critical, but not, but still, yeah, I'll, I'll just play it. Hey guys, just coming on here to remind y'all that Osama bin Laden was still a bad person. Crazy that I'm even having to get on here and say this because like, hello, obviously. But I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, say that they read Osama bin Laden's letter to America. And I've read the letter and I understand that a lot of people are getting educated and kind of like deconstructing the propaganda that they've grown up in living in America. But that does not mean that we should mystify these terrible people. Hitler also criticized the West and questioned the West and like how we operated over here. Osama bin Laden's doing the same thing. It doesn't mean that they are necessarily wrong on what they're saying, but it doesn't take away the fact that they're sexist, fascist, racist dictators. Yeah, I like yeah. this lady. Yeah. It's a good video. Um, yeah, I think she yeah. kind of hits on one point that I've I've mm -hmm. seen in some of the other like 
for lack of a better term, pro Osama bin Laden TikTok videos that have been going around. Pro bin Laden TikTok, yes, of course. People have been saying how like bin talk. Yeah. Well, like people have been talking about how like they're like finally like seeing past U.S. propaganda. They're deconstructing the lies that media has told them, and this kind of gets at something that we see a lot in kind of in like cult spaces. Yeah, is that you rarely ever just completely disengage from some form of propaganda you no. jump to a different form yeah, of propaganda absolutely right it's so like mm-hmm. reading this letter you're not getting like disillusioned from u.s propaganda you're now buying into someone else's propaganda like the letter to america is just a completely other version of yeah. conspiracy riddled propaganda that was put out for a political purpose and to try to engage with it in good faith is not the way to approach that text yes um and i think this is a, a big part of this problem is how people's education has worked the past few years because they should have learned all of the various motivations and geopolitical factors that led to the 9-11 attacks. Mm-hmm. And instead having Osama bin Laden be characterized as this, this as this like cartoonish evil that yeah. hates America for freedom and like hates America as a nation for its freedom. Like that, yes, that is propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um and if that's all you've had your whole life and you're, you're, you're now seeing, seeing this other side, this is probably like, this is definitely like mind blowing, but like yeah. you can look into why these things happen without just falling for someone else's extremist propaganda. Like, like yeah, you, you can, yeah. you can get into the actual yeah, reasons yeah. for why this happened, how, how U.S. imperialism has yeah. caused the geo, geopolitical situation coming out of the nineties. <laughs> like it's, it's. Lots of people have already done this reading. There's yeah. just a, there's just plenty of people online who have not looked into this because they have life. They're doing whatever. Like right, they not they, everyone they is ranked. like us and spends all of our time yeah. reading yeah. like political extremist literature. Yeah, not not <laughs> not all of us have strong opinions on the different eras of Bin Laden writing. Um, yeah, like yeah, well, <laughs> he's like Taylor Swift in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a, there's another th- there's a thing that's also important here too, which is I think you see this a lot in Americans, which is that. Americans will have this moment where they realize that they've been being lied to by the American media. And then the thing this convinces them of is that everyone else is telling the truth. Yes. Yeah. And yes. it's like, yeah. no, yeah. like, no, all, no, like no, no. every country is doing propaganda. All of yeah. their media is doing propaganda. Like you can't just sort of ping pong from one yeah. like countries sort of prop media propaganda to another countries because they're all doing it and the stuff that they're saying also isn't true you have to actually <laughs> like you have to actually try to work out the sort of the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. reality of history you can't just rely on reading like some other like some other yeah, propagandist version of events but this comes down to like a lack of a basic understanding of how we do history which i think is not anyone's fault it's because we don't teach it very well at all in schools but like the, the lack of understanding of the difference between primary and secondary sources right and like people want to like get straight to the source so they'll go and read uh, one historical primary source without the adequate secondary context and suddenly be like oh shit and yeah. yeah, as you say, turn into a Maoist or well, uh, apparently yeah. a member of Al Qaeda. This is why, like you know, j- journalists do a lot of gathering, you know, what they can in the moment from a scene, from interviews and stuff. But academics, there's always going to be if it's like a good academic 
Like I'm reading a great book right now on um, trust in unstable societies, uh, societies like racked by war. So it's like contra- the concept of pu- it's written by a Gazan and it's about like how concepts of public trust fluctuate during conflicts. And he, yeah. he's looking at Lebanon. He's looking at Syria. He's looking at Iraq. He's looking at uh, Palestine. Um, it's very interesting. But like he's not just interviewing people. There's like a set of basically an algorithm that he runs his different interviews and like the overall sentiments expressed in them through in order to try and determine like here is the aggregate of like what I found is a reaction to this question from like the people that I surveyed. It's the same kind of stuff that you do in a survey to attempt to add a little bit more rigor than just saying, well, I talked to 10 people and most of them said this. So clearly this is a trend, (laughs) right? Which journalists are often guilty of and also just goes absent in part because of that. Twitter goes wild with this kind of shit, just like. Um, yeah. Well, I looked through and I listened to 20 videos and most of them, the kids loved bin Laden. So the kids must love bin Laden now, <laughs> which I don't think is entirely fair. But I, I wanted to I think it's probably a good time for us to go through the letter to America and talk about what is actually in this thing. Right. Because um, you might as well know what's in it. It's a good thing to read. Again, you can find it on Wikisource. Yeah. So yeah, it, it starts with him kind of providing just some kind of Quranic justifications for the concept of fighting against an aggressor, fighting against like, you know, someone who is uh, actively attacking you, which is more essentially how he positions like the relationship between the U.S. and the Muslim world. Um, And he is a big, you know, big thing that comes up over and over in this piece is him talking about how the caliphate is being sort of like squashed and stopped from, you know, existing in the form that it should exist uh, by this kind of constant both attacks on uh, not just Arab democracy, but on like sovereign Arab states, um, as well as like support by the U.S. for he, he complains a lot about corrupt rulers in the Muslim world. And he is talking about not just guys like Saddam, but like largely the Saudi royal family is a big part of it. Um, he talks a lot about uh, Iran and basically the uh, so so that's kind of like a bit where a lot of his like grievances start. Um, he does bring up. And one of the videos, James, that you posted earlier was like an Israeli man responding to this and basically yeah. characterizing in a very inaccurate for, uh, yes. form, saying like, uh, there's no facts in this letter. Like, he doesn't like say anything true. Yeah, where he's are just, his footnotes? <laughs> yeah, he's just angry at Israel and Palestine, yeah. right? He's just yeah. angry at like at, at that. And he does bring up Palestine multiple times. There's lines like the blood pouring out of Palestine must be equally revenged. That's a significant part of his case. But he also lists a lot of other areas, right? He is not, it is not just what's happening. It's not just what Israel is doing in Palestine that he's talking about. There's lines like, you attacked us in Somalia. You supported the Russian atrocities against us in Chechnya, the Indian oppression against us in Kashmir, and the Jewish aggression against us in Lebanon. And he brings all of those up several times. He also, he does drop some facts in here. One of the more uh, salient lines is, you have starved the Muslims of Iraq where children die every year. It is a wonder that more than 1.5 million Iraqi children have died as a result of your sanctions, and you did not show concern. Yet when 3,000 of your people died, the entire world rises and has not yet set down. And that's not an inaccurate thing to be, that's not an inaccurate statement or a thing to not be angry about. Um, now, that's not the full context of it, Right. Um, because there is a bunch of stuff that is in here that is like bin Laden culture war shit um, that absolutely is not reasonable or a reason to bomb people. 
like there's a point in the letter where he's like, what do we want from you, the Americans? Like, what do we, you know, Al-Qaeda, the, the people who have attacked you, he's speaking kind of broadly for the Ummah here. What are we asking from you? And the first thing we are is that we are calling you to Islam, which I don't think is likely to happen. Uh, the second thing is we are calling on you to stop your oppression, lies, and immorality and debauchery that has spread among you. We call for you to be a people of manners, principles, honor, and purity, to reject the immoral acts of fornication, homosexuality, intoxicants, gambling, and trading with interest. We call all of you uh, that this that you might be freed from what you have already been caught up in, that you might be freed from the deceptive lies that you are a great nation. Um, and you may recognize that as a pretty insane reason to kill 3,000 people. I mean, um, yeah. There's gambling! I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a, a big part of the framing of this mm. entire thing is like, mm. people are, are taking this as being like, oh, look at all these justified reasons because the U.S. was, was complicit and active in mass violence in the Middle East. But like, he's not actually critiquing uh, violence or political violence because he is pro-political violence. He yeah. is like yeah. that he what what he is critiquing is western degeneracy like that that is that is his actual thing the first ask is to is to convert over to a, fa- a fascistic yeah. version of his religion yeah um like th- that's the primary thing yeah. this, this 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 isn't about like u.s imperialism in terms no. of what his end end project is and he's also when he's angry about violence it is specifically violence against muslims right because again bin laden is fine with doing violence to not and, and having the state potentially do violence to non-muslims in his ideal state he also yeah. we, we read he, he is very right when he says that the united states is complicit in the deaths of over a million iraqis because of yeah. our sanctions this is in the pre-invasion period one of the worst crimes this country has been complicit in within our lifetimes absolutely a fucking nightmare he devotes as much time to that uh, to that as he does to this next paragraph i'm going to read you which is another one of his grievances who can forget your president clinton's immoral acts committed in the official oval office <laughs> after that you did not even bring him to account other than that he made a mistake after which everything passed with no punishment is there a worse kind of event for which your name will go down in history and be yes. remembered by nations yeah. he's yes. like it's <laughs> fucked up that you killed a million people the worst thing you did was let your president get a blowjob <laughs> yeah. like, that is part of this letter and that's a crazy yeah. person thing to think yeah <laughs> like that's that that's just him being an asshole um because not really a problem Right. There's personal problems. Right. But on the scale of like American crimes, the fact that we didn't force bin or force Clinton out of office, not really on the list. Yeah. (laughs) Does not really make the cut. (laughs) Yeah. There is a long list and that does Mm -hmm. not make it. Yeah. Uh, Then, of course, he's got he also spends actually more time on the sex trade than he does on what the U.S. did to Iraq. You are a nation that practices the trade of sex in all its forms, directly and indirectly. Giant corporations and establishments are established on this under the name of art, entertainment, tourism and freedom and other deceptive names you attribute to it. And because of all this, you have been described in history as a nation that spreads diseases that were unknown to man in the past. Go ahead and boast to the nations of man that you brought AIDS as a satanic Uh... American invention. Very. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's a very basic reactionary screed. It's like yes, you yes. could do, you could do the same thing with like sections of Hitler speeches talking about like working conditions in factories, right? You you could take little sections, put them on TikTok, make it make it be read by an AI voice, and be like, oh wow, this is a really good critique of capitalism. Yeah, and but like you're missing the entire 
point of what Hitler's yeah. actual political project is. This is the yeah. exact same thing. It this is, is. This it is, is exact. This and is the, like yeah. this is the thing reactionaries do. This this, this is yeah. like they will take a few of these points uh, talking about imperialism, talking about capitalism, mm -hmm. and then wrap it in a fascistic package. Like that that is their entire political goal. It's yep. it's it's the entire way they recruit. It's how they spread their propaganda. It's how they get people to believe conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. And we American people especially will be incredibly vulnerable to it because They'll look at the critiques, which are, which are in some cases reasonable, right? Or some yeah, he's of the, not wrong about every yeah. critique he has, but the the fact that he is valuing the murder through starvation of a million or more people yeah. with <laughs> Bill Clinton getting a blowjob yeah, is yeah. is some yeah, is yeah. not something you should miss in your interpretation of the validity of his points. Yeah, yeah, this is not a this is not a guy you need to agree with. No. Under no circumstances <laughs> do you have, yeah, to, you hand have to hand it to Osama bin Laden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, drill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, it's certainly a weird one. It I is. Know, and the, the reaction I, to it has been yeah. equally weird and equally misleading. And, yeah. Uh, the, you know, and the it, reaction to the reaction, like... Yeah, again, it, it shouldn't be that fucking hard for us to be like, America yeah. shouldn't have, through sanctions, killed millions of children and done yeah. a bunch of war crimes all over the world. Osama bin Laden, bad dude. We we can take that middle path. <laughs> Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I, I do want to get into a little more before we finish our talking about this. Some of the lines that I think are 
really igniting some of these people who are are now pro Bin Laden TikTokers, um, because they, it makes sense to me that there are bits of this that really grab people. And I'm going to read a couple of them. One of them is a, is this line here: "The freedom and democracy that you call to is for yourselves and for white race only. As for the West of the world, you impose on them your monstrous, destructive policies and governments, which you call the American friends. You prevent them from establishing democracies. When the Islamic Party in Algeria wanted to practice democracy and they won the election, you unleashed your agents in the Algerian army onto them to attack them with tanks and guns, to imprison them and torture them. A new lesson from the American Book of Democracy. And like, yeah, there's some valid stuff in that paragraph, right? Um, there's some there's some points he's making there that people who have started to get people who have just gotten out of like their parents bubble uh, and who are starting to become aware of the world and history and the U.S.'s place in it. Um, I see why, especially if they encounter stuff like that out of context, they will find that intriguing because that's a, a fairly lucid and reasonable sentiment of a, a horrible thing that this country has been involved in. Um there's it's, a couple it's also of, nothing that hasn't uh, been said better by you other can find people. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yes. can find it being said well ahead of Bin Laden saying it yeah. by people who did not kill thousands. I, I want to sort of you know maybe this is too late in the vid, in the, in this episode for anyone to still be listening to yeah. this, but I, I want to sort of make an appeal to people who are discovering anti-colonialism for the first time. And yeah, sort of in the wake of this and in the wake of Israel committing a genocide, and the thing that's there's something very important to understand about anti-colonialism, which is that anti-colonialism is not a single coherent set of politics. No. There are many, many different types of anti-colonial politics, and those different versions of anti-colonialism wind up with completely different politics. And this is something, you know, internationally, there's a very important distinction to be made between left and right-wing anti-colonialisms. Yeah. In the US, I mean, we don't have this, right? Like this, this is this is the sort of the problem with with Americans encountering this for the first time is we don't have left and right wing anti-colonialism because the US is the world's premier colonial power. But in a lot of parts of the world, there is right wing anti-colonialism. And you know, the 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 core difference here is there are, there are people who hate colonialism because of their sort of deep and abiding principled opposition to oppression and exploitation. And there are people who hate colonialism because their empire lost a war and they want to go back to being an empire again. Yeah. yeah. And what kinds, like which version of this politics people take up often has a lot to do with their class position and their, you know, their, their sort of like ethnic, racial or position in, in, in the pre-existing society's hierarchy. And that's something very important about bin Laden that you can't get from either the American nationalists, they hate us for our freedom shit, and you also can't get from bin Laden's own description of his motivation. Yeah. And the, the thing that's important here, right, is that, you know, Osama bin Laden is not some Palestinian kid who picked up an AK after the Israelis murdered his family. Osama bin Laden is one of the heirs to the Saudi bin Laden group. And yeah. this is a second. I, I need to stop. We need to stop for a little bit and talk about the differences between American and Saudi capitalism because they don't they're not structured the same way. Yeah. Um, and one of the one of the sort of big differences here is that the Saudi bin Laden group isn't like it's not like a company. Right. It's a conglomerate. And what this means is that, you know, is that bin Laden's family, the like the, the people who own the bin Laden group, which is founded by his dad. They don't own one company. They own 500 companies. The, the, the American equivalent to who Bin Laden is, is like, it's, it's, it's imagine if one of Jeff Bezos's kids went to like a church, like an Orthodox church of Ukraine seminary school, and then got his dad to like, go 
like pay for him to go do war tourism in Ukraine and then got a group together to like fly a plane to the Kremlin. Yeah, and became like a weird like trad cast okay, Nazi that, extremist. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> it would be funny, but like, but that's the thing. Like, he he's not like Bin Laden is not a sort of moral authority on like Islamic resistance to American imperialism. He's a rich fail son who had this combination of like regurgitated Saeed Qutb and a bunch of his dad's money and like money from Pakistani intelligence. And that allowed him yeah. to sort of, you know, that allowed him to do everything that he did, right? That that that's the thing that allowed him and not, you know, like that kid in like that that that, that kid in Gaza who picked up an AK. Like that's the thing that allowed him to declare war on the US. And I I, I want to read his account of what he actually thinks happened to the US this is this is this is from that same uh this 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 is from that same letter you are the nation that permits usury which has been forbidden by all religions yet you build your economy and investments on usury as a result of this in all its different forms and guises the jews have taken over your economy through which they have then taken control of your media and now control all aspects of your life, making you their servants and achieving their aims at your expense. Precisely what Benjamin Franklin warned you against. So I, I want to like, like, like think for Like I want people to sort of stop and like, look at what he's actually saying here. His argument for why the U S is an imperialist power is that it is controlled by Jews who control the economy yes. and the media and has enslaved the rest of the U S to do their will. And this is, and I cannot emphasize this enough word for word, a Nazi yes. uh, yeah, analysis yeah, yeah, of what yeah. happened to the U S and, and this is, this is what right-wing anti-colonialism is, right? You look at like the sort of horrors of colonialism go, Oh, this is bad. And then when someone asks you, okay, why is this happening? You unload this, like, utterly half-assed pile of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories instead of, like, an analysis of capitalism. Like, he thinks the, the source of, like, American, like, imperialism and capitalism is interest-bearing loans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is nonsense. And, 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 oh, this, yeah, and, and that's this is what he of, means whenever he talks about usury, which, like, yeah, by the yeah. way, as a heads up, every Muslim country that I am aware of has banks that do what is effective. The fucking Taliban does it. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, yeah. And they, they do what is effectively usury. It's just, okay, so if you know anything about like um, uh, Orthodox Judaism, right, you are not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. And so right. some people do keep that. You're not even supposed to turn on a light, right? Like one of the old ways this was expressed is like you would light candles the night before the Sabbath so that you could have some burning on the Sabbath. Yeah. Today, there are ways around it that are like, you get lights that are scheduled to go on and off at certain yeah. hours. And it's yeah. it's always, it's kind of funny. There's a lot of jokes about this you get from like Jewish comedians being like, do you think God is like tricked by your rules lawyering and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are banks in the Muslim world that are the banking equivalent of that, where what they're doing yeah. isn't technically taking interest, but like it works out to be the same thing for them. Yeah. They've just, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. getting around. Anyway, I think that's an important like, piece yeah, of context. It's like the Catholic church deciding that uh, mm -hmm. like fish and chicken aren't meat, so you can eat them. Right, the right, right. Days, yeah, where right. it's like, really, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, you that's think what God, God is like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I never meant for those things to be meat. The omnipotent God is like, oh, damn, <laughs> they got me with that chicken shit. No, that's, uh, <laughs> that ain't a cow. Uh, God seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do actually, you have to credit Chick-fil-A for being closed on Sunday a little, I guess, but I love the idea of <laughs> yeah. like God going to like watch a Catholic congregation go to breakfast and get their fucking like chicken sandwiches and going, ah, you you crafty bastards. <laughs> yeah, got me again, guys. I didn't think you'd eat those guys. They're so gross. <laughs> I, that is kind of how 
how the Catholic God works. Honestly, yeah, it is. It's, not that, it's not that far removed. Yeah, he's like set up a little Sudoku for you. He's just thrilled that you're getting that. Yeah, <laughs> like when the hamster has to press a button to get its food. Yeah, he's, he's oh. just, yeah. That's yeah, fun. but I want to. I want. I want to bring it back to Bin Laden for a second yeah. because I think part of what's going on here is something that isn't. I don't know. But Bin Laden is a product of of his specific context, right? And his specific context is that he grew up in one of the richest families in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, and his, you know, and, and I guess this is the thing I think we should actually, I should actually mention. I, I'm being slightly unfair to the Taliban when I when I talk about them having loans because the, 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 the Taliban are from a different, like, school yeah, of Islamic jurisprudence than Al-Qaeda yes. is, even though they sort of, they kind of work together sometimes. But like, you know, but the, the thing, like, the sort of Wahhabi school that, like Bin Laden is from, right? Like he's the the reason he has a right wing anti-colonial critique is he's absorbed the sort of like social mores and he's absorbed, you know, the the like the the like involved in the slave trade level of anti-blackness that you get from the Sauds, like from you know, like the the he, he's absorbed their anti-Semitism, he's absorbed all of these things. And th- this is what he sort of like has constructed as the reason, you know, and, and filtered through his sort of cobbling together of like different sort of like, like of like Saeed Kutup and of sort of like different sort of Islamic thinkers. Like yeah. th- this is what he's assembled together. And it's this thing that it's not a stable, coherent critique of the U.S. It's 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 this like it's all of his sort of like weird prejudices and hang ups like grafted onto anti-colonialism. And being able to tell the difference between someone who is a genuine anti-colonialist and someone who is doing this stuff or like who wants their empire back or who is like, you know, like pissed off that gay people exist like that. That is something that is genuinely very important. And it's something that's made enormously harder to do by the way that people like, you know, by by the American education system, by the way people are raised to think about media. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is this is this is this is this is the Bin Laden rant. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I no, we, we yeah. can always stand to do more Bin Laden rants. Maybe I'll do another episode on him on Bastards one of these days. But yeah, I uh, good stuff. I do want to kind of close by reading another bit from from OBL. You know, our our friend of the pod. Uh, this yeah. one's from 2004, October 29th, and I think it's relevant as we look at the different ways the current president of the United States, the former and possibly future president of the United States are talking about dealing with uh, problems like Islamic extremism, because I, I think uh, bin Laden's words here are, 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 are pretty salient. And this comes from a comment he made. Um, it, it wound up airing on Al Jazeera, uh, criticizing George Bush ahead of the 2004 election. Your security is not in the hands of Democratic candidate John Kerry or President George Bush or Al-Qaeda. Your security is in your own hands. We had no difficulty in dealing with Bush and his administration because they resemble the regimes in our countries, half of which are ruled by the military and the other half by the sons of kings. They have a lot of pride, arrogance, greed, and thievery. And again, not wrong. Not wrong about most Muslim majority nations and not wrong about most Western nations. Um, well, and and it's, a, it's a good analysis of the Bushes too, because yes, like the Bushes yes, were yeah. friends with the Bin Laden family. Yes, yes. They are you. And they are also as close as the U S has to royalty. Um, as is Trump. 
Uh, yeah, maybe the Kennedys. Yeah. Maybe the but, Kennedys. Yeah, Kennedys are like, But another presidential yeah. candidate, Maya. Com- you know? yeah. <laughs> Complete with the insane inbred guy who's losing yeah. his mind. Yes. Anyway, anyone else got anything? No, I'm just baffled. Yeah. Well, I'm happy. I'm having a good time. Um, you know, get on TikTok. Let people know that uh, you love terrorism. Um, yeah, it can't uh, go wrong for you. Yeah. Alternatively, get on Twitter or wherever YouTube and film an angry video in your car about how all of Gen Z unironically yeah, loves yeah, Osama yeah. bin Laden and supports <laughs> yeah, the mass killing of civilians. Yeah. Do either. Those seem to be the two primary things people are doing right now. So yeah. get out and join the herd, everybody. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. What a great place. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.